Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by CoachMe Plus. CoachMe Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that we've been lucky enough to implement here for over two years now. The product in and of itself is exactly what you need it to be, guys, with options ranging from being a workout provider, as in sending the workout directly to the student-athlete's phones, to being a place where you can communicate with them and bring together multiple streams of data to be its own dashboard for you, your coaching staff, or the athletes. Or you can use what we've added to our, our menu of Coach Me Plus activities, and that's Hydration Station, where all of this information that is provided is based off of research from the Corey Stringer Institute, where we're looking at weighing in versus weighing out and then providing optimal hydration uh, strategies for the student-athletes by them selecting through the menu and tapping on what they'll take home with them and what they're consuming prior to the next practice um, when all the numbers at the top are lined up green. It's something we've had really good success with and the kids have really bought in on. Just another great example of the awesome product that you can find at coachmeplus.com. Guys, hop over to coachmeplus.com today and check it out. It's a product I guarantee you won't be disappointed with. Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com slash community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com slash community and check it out today. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with head strength and conditioning coach and coaching education manager at NSCA headquarters, Scott Caulfield. Guys, Scott and I are going to sit down and talk about everything that's going on at the NSCA now, some more uh, educational directions that they have, new courses and things like that, Um, some really awesome stuff. We start out talking about their foundations of coaching the lifts course. Um, you know, and, and as Scott says, this is something that, that people have been asking for for a long time and, and a limitation that they've said the CSCS has had. So um, it's pretty awesome that they're listening to what coaches are saying and moving in those directions. Uh, you know, then we get into discussing the challenges that he sees building these courses and the events that they run, which is something that, you know, to me was was really cool to hear because... I think a lot of people overlook how hard it is to put on these events, let alone bringing people together in multiple time zones to build an education course. 
know, we finish off talking about the pro sports groups that they're involved in and, and what similarities they see across the board. This is a really awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Scott, thank you so much for being with us today, bud. Yeah, welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So listen, for the, the person and a half maybe that doesn't know who Scott Caulfield is, let's give him the quick Sparks Notes version of uh, who you are, what you're doing, and where you're coming from. Sure. My uh, current titles or titles are uh, Head Strength and Conditioning Coach and Coaching Education Manager at Headquarters. Um, been here for seven years now. My job has changed uh, quite a bit in the last seven years to be um, from just overseeing the facility in our 6,000 square foot rate room to doing pretty much anything that has to do with strength and conditioning coaches. But uh, for that, I worked at Dartmouth College as a strength coach, football and swimming. For that, I was a strength coach for an ABA basketball team. Um, I actually won the ABA championship two years in a row in 06 and 07. Um, so that was pretty cool and kind of done everything under the sun, really. I was a personal trainer, started out commercial-wise like a lot of people, then realized that I was passionate about training athletes, and now I've kind of really evolved to, you know, my true, I think, mission is helping uh, our coaches, and that's why the, my role at NSCA, you know, suits me well. Yeah, 100%, and you're doing a lot of awesome stuff there, including brave things like putting me on the docket of a, <laughs> of a national convention, but... Let's talk about what's going on. You guys have got a ton of stuff that you're building and a lot of things you're rolling out moving forward that are really pushing us to a better place. So let's let's talk about what projects Scott's got in the works right now with the NSCA. Yeah, I think one, the, probably the most exciting thing uh, that is kind of a finished product and now just has to be released to the world is our Foundations of Coaching Lifts course. So that's a two-day hands-on coaching course. So it's different in what I would say it's different than other um, two-day courses where you are um, doing technical lifts in that you're going to get assessed on how you can coach somebody through a progression of lifts in this course. And it was developed by a ton of super smart people, strength coaches, um, NSCA board of director members. So there was a bunch of people. Brian Mann was key in getting it going. Our NSCA president, Greg Hoff, uh, Bo Sandoval, Megan Young, Tamia Jackson. I mean, I can't list all of them. Ian Jeffries, just a ton of really great people that put this thing together. Part of it's a manual, part of it's a, like a module that you do ahead of time before you get to the course. There's videos. And then, like I said, the two-day course part is the hands-on part where at the end of it, you get assessed on how you coach somebody. So again, the knock that we all know that the CSCS has had for a long time is that it's just a computer-based exam now and there's no um, ability to, you know, there's no actual coaching assessment. So like people say, well, you just have to be smart, which, yeah, I don't know. It's got a 40% pass rate. It, you, you still have to know some things. Anyway, that's another that's another discussion. But um, this will hopefully fill that gap of giving new coaches, inexperienced people, uh, people who maybe are interested and maybe they supervise a weight room, but they're not ready to get certified. But 
it'll give them some basic knowledge on how to coach people. So that's pretty exciting. You're going to start hearing a lot more about that. There's courses listed. There's people putting them putting them out there. Uh, most of the people who developed the course are actually run, are running their own courses at their places. So Brian Mann will be doing them in Missouri. Um, we'll have people doing them all over. We'll do a couple here at HQ. Um, so that's kind of the most exciting thing. Um, and like, you know, as you know, it's a, it's a needed piece of the puzzle. No, 100%. So this coming about, talk about that process. Because something like this, I mean, you're talking, you got, you got Bo, who was in Ann Arbor and is now in Vegas. You got Megan, who is in Auburn. You've got B-Man in Mizzou. You, you know, you just mentioned three people that I don't think share a time zone. Right. So how did you orchestrate this? And then what was, what was the drivers behind it as in like curriculum selection and, and development? Yeah. I mean, it came, it definitely came from the highest level of, you know, the board of director, Greg Hoff, really feeling that we needed to support this to have this hands-on piece that the NSCA offers. So, I mean, it came from the highest level. Um, the people, you know, were selected um, based on kind of experience, what they've done, you know, contributions. So, um, you know, we couldn't involve everybody all the time. It had to be people also. And, you know, with a volunteer organization, you had to get workers. So it had to be people that are going to do work. Um, and, and that's the toughest thing sometimes with some of these projects is, you know, you need hard chargers like that are just going to crush it. And, and that was what we got really lucky with, with these people that were willing to do it. But yeah, a lot of it was done through um, remote meetings, but then we had a couple, we uh, brought them all out here at least once or twice, I believe it took, you know, we're, we're looking at right now as to a finished product almost three years now that this thing has been getting on yeah so i mean uh, i think we you know if we had pushed hard and maybe tried to do it faster it, it just might not have been as good of a product which you know um so taking the time i think people are going to be excited about it um we've done a couple like trial runs for some for mlb teams at uh some of their spring training so again this ideally was an initial course that we thought mostly new coaches and um, people kind of just starting the path would be interesting. But what we found is even experienced people have found it like a good refresher or kind of gave them some, you know, a way to use to have uh, similar nomenclature so that they were using the same progression and regression terms. So that was pretty huge um, to get that kind of feedback. And, um, you know, there's another, there's a couple other, certificates that are in the works um one in nutrition and one on youth too which i think um, those are going to be again really the way that you know the what the members have asked for is more of these kind of certificate programs um but excited for the lift course and i think it has the potential that's our kind of code name for it uh the foundation of coaching lifts course i think it has potential to break off like people see the value in this, then, hey, well, we really need a speed and agility one, or we really need a program design one. So I think it's just going to kind of open the door to what we really, you know, 
the future of where we're going with some of this content and education that we provide. Because everybody knows we'll still do conferences. That's our bread and butter. Um, those are always going to be the be you know the big bang things that we get from the NSCA. So it's just going to be this is how we evolve. No, I love it, and I think that one thing that's it's adding that is very important, and I've been vocal about in the past is common vernacular. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's so much fake confusion when it comes to like. Oh well, you call it this, and I call it that, and it's like, well, we should call it what people name things, right? <laughs> you know, like, I didn't, I didn't hit you up and be like, hey, Jeff, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> things have names and things for a reason. So I think that establishing that vernacular, like you were talking about, we even as deep as queuing, is so important. Yeah, yeah, and especially. Just to be, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's exercises that have like three or four different names. And at this point, like, I know if someone calls it, you know, a Bulgarian split squat or a pitcher squat or a one leg elevated, I know they're all talking about the same thing. But like, yeah, I think getting just uh, one source that kind of provides that. And, you know, obviously the textbooks that we did you know that was a big project um that we just you know redid the fourth edition of the essentials text a couple years ago finished in 15 and redid all the photos so that was a huge piece of my job was getting to be the kind of subject matter expert for all the photos so that was pretty cool um, again so you get everybody's chapter that needs photos and you get descriptions but then i was the guy that had to make sure that the models actually did it right to make the photo look right um, and I use the air quotes on models because they're not highly paid fitness models they're you know they get a stipend for the day and they if you if we got lucky they might have been a college athlete so yeah so they might have had a half a clue with what they were doing you know, we got to cherry, we got to cherry pick the e4 the, the fourth edition ones a little bit so I kind of had the deck stacked in my favor because I knew especially for the weightlifting ones I knew that the people could do it so um, that was cool but yeah that's awesome and now of course coming into this time of year everybody's setting up for their events and you know there's that little one that you run the weekend before the you know, the headliner of the summer over here in Richmond. Um, but what I think would be cool, Scott, and I think that, you know, people need to hear more about, what's that like? Like, how is it putting that together? What are what are some behind-the-scenes things that people should probably hear about um, so they understand, like, I mean, I know what my event's like, and it's 1% the size of yours. So let's let's talk about that a bit like what what goes into that how, how do you build that yeah well i mean luckily the we have a conference director whose job is really all of the logistics um and you know that's securing the right spacing getting the rooms and figuring out where what room is going to hold what and then you know she works closely with the conference committee so the conference committee is in charge of all the people that apply to speak and then trying to figure out okay you know, does this person, is this person qualified to speak? And if so, what what event are they best qualified to speak at? And then a lot of what I do is just help her and help them kind of 
put them put them in the right places, uh, chase people down, right? I mean, because we do this live stream stuff and we ask for PowerPoints, you know, three months ahead of time and, and chasing people down to get <laughs> to get everything in that you need to get in because it's such a production that we can't, you know, be getting PowerPoints a week beforehand. Um, and at the, at the actual event, you know, then it's like, so we're the ones, me and my team are the ones uh, introducing people, uh, moderating, so making sure they stay on time. Uh, and again, with this new live stream stuff we're doing, it's, a, it's like a production. So there's no, there's no running over time, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are. Like our, our team knows like, no, I, you know, I don't care who it is. You got to cut them off at the right time because they can't go over because then it spills into the whole thing. And so it's definitely a, it's definitely a, I feel like some of those, you know, you're just from the time. And I mean, that's the other thing. We'll have a 6 a.m. meeting most of those days, um, go through the whole day of sessions. And then you've got committee meetings, socials. I mean, you're, uh, you know, you're done working at 10 and then, you know, you have time to catch up with all your friends that are there. Um, or just pull the Irish goodbye like I do most of the time and just make it make it dodge for it and get out of town without saying goodbye so that I can uh, get my sleep in. <laughs> it's challenging to get sleep during those events, though. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely it's 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 once a year for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's busy. May to July is like conference season, right? So it's becoming more too, um, it's like we got to make decisions, right? I mean, you can't afford to go to everything. Um, so I think that's why the live, live stream option that we've been offering is pretty exciting. Um, we started doing that with our hockey clinic and just were able to open it up, you know, to so many other people, especially from different countries that wanted to see the event that, but, but aren't going to fly to Colorado Springs. So Super excited that we've been able to do that now at our the combat clinic that we did at UFC last year, and we'll do that again this year in September. Coaches conference in January and the national conference. And again, we're doing all we do it for the TSAC event and the personal training conference. But I just don't do as much with those as I do for coaches and national. Yeah, we've been doing that for a while. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, it's great because again, you can you can you know you'll have those for a year. So it's not like, it's also, if you're the one, if you go to the conference and you want to go and network and you know how it goes, you get stuck out in the hallway talking to your friends or whatever. And then you miss the session or two that you wanted to go to because you got a way better hallway conversation going. Now you're still going to be able to go back and watch that video when you get back home and you have it for a whole year. You'd be able to take better notes. You'd be able to really, you can don't tell anyone, but I said, you can let your staff watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just gonna, it's just gonna be a great, you know, option. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I kind of preach with it too, is it's like, if you can't bring your whole, whole staff, I mean, and that's why we have that community set up as well, because it's like, we need better options for coaches and staffs to continue to educate themselves. So why not at a really cheap price, not just sit in your office for an hour and run right. through some of the stuff that you have access to. Right. So what else you got to flying down the pipe then, Scott? Because you guys are always doing something. 
Man, uh, you know, I just came back from the NFL Combine, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I, by that, I wasn't holding a stopwatch or an electronic timer. Or they probably don't use stopwatches, so I uh, wasn't counting reps on the bench press. Ah, you know, I literally go, there's a couple of strength and conditioning coach events for the NFL strength coaches, and uh, we recently partnered with the Professional Football Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association. So we are now supporting them at a pretty high level. Um, we're going to do, um, we did a awards dinner that they do every year and supported them at the Combine. And then Gatorade does a little educational clinic to get them some CEUs on the following day before it starts. And then at the end of this month, we're actually um, supporting what's called the, it's called the NFL Injury Resiliency Summit. And some people who probably saw me posted on Facebook um, in our college coaches SIG, uh, we've invited uh, some NSCA coaches now opened it up to a, a limited number of our college coaches. But basically all the NFL strength coaches will be there. Um, got Stu McGill, got Matt Jordan from Calgary, Derek Hansen, um, and one other person that I'm drawing a blank on, but it's going to be a really great event. It's going to be three days. Those guys, those, uh, Dan Plath, uh, those guys are all doing lectures and hands-on. I mean, and there's only going to be, you know, 50 or 60 people at this thing. So the networking is going to be on parallel. It's going to be like being at a state clinic, except every NFL team is represented. So we're super pumped about that. It's totally new. You know, we've already got existing partnerships with the NBA Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association. We're close with those guys. And Major League Baseball, we've been working close with for the last decade, really. Um, so looking forward. I'm, I'm in, in touch a lot with um, Reg Grant from the New York Rangers, who's the head of the NHL Strength Coaches. So just a lot of opportunities and we're really kind of really moving forward and trying to help support um, all of our strength coaches but you know especially making some moves with the professional organizations and uh, you know I think that we're going to see that kind of affect everybody in the game so 100% that's awesome that you know you're kind of bringing all of them together in their in their own specific niches are there any conversations that cross over where you're talking with whoever's in charge of the NFL versus um, the guys in the NHL and the NBA? Like, where are some specifics that they see directions that we need to move, if any, that they bring up? Yeah, you know, I, I talk to a few of them pretty regularly and even on, a, on the same kind of chain. So, uh, you know, NFL, NBA – NHL and, and I mean they're honestly they are very serious about credentialing and certification and you know obviously experience qualification but they really feel that the, the credential you know master's degree and CSCS certification um, you know are the need to be the tenants because they don't want other people being able to come in and be you know qualified on paper for these jobs. So um, that's why baseball supported the registered strength and conditioning coach distinction that we've created, um, which again, you have to do that. You have to have um, two years of full-time coaching experience and a CSCS to become an RSCC. And it depends too. It's, we evaluate where that experience is from, you know, it, it has to be coaching in a team setting, 
Um, and so it's very, it's evaluated pretty critically. But again, the pro organizations from our discussions are very, are very, very supportive of that because it's helping them distinguish who, you know, the actual coaches with real experience are. That's interesting. I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of that, although I need to finish my grad work. But, um, you know, I think that setting up some sort of standards is important. Um, I do think, though, that at times we, we kind of miss the forest through the trees, though, when we're talking about qualifications versus experience and where those things don't overlap at all at times. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, that's, uh, and it's probably unique to each, you know, situation. I don't know that there's going to be one. I think what we have is a pretty good uh, solution for a lot of them that works for a lot of them, but I think there's unique needs and it would be great to see um, some different levels or something, you know, in the future. And, and I, like I said, I think we're really kind of touching the, um, touching the surface um, with uh, what we're doing. And it's, it's like I said, it's, I think the engagement with our strength and conditioning coaches from high school through professional is, is growing right now. It's the best I've seen it in my seven years here at the NSCA. Um, it's a, it's, you know, come from a commitment that the NSCA said, yeah, we realize that we need to do better for the strength and conditioning coaches and we're going to do that. And again, it just takes time. You know, when you have 30,000 members, um, it's going to take time. But I think people are seeing that, you know, a lot of people I've talked to feel that they've seen it from the events to content that we put out to just the feeling of, of support for the, all of those levels of strength coaches. Well, and I think that if you're talking about the last seven, eight years, there's, there's a lot of that has to do with you and your ability to reach out and connect to coaches. And the fact that you are a coach has really helped people break that wall down and be like, wait a minute. So they've got a guy who's, who knows what a five o'clock lift is like and having a, you know, not getting out till eight at night that same day. Like, I think that's real important. So kudos to you and, and to them for bringing you on to, to build that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And like I said, yeah, I think that really helps. And that's, I mean, honestly, the, the part of my job that makes it unique is that it's not just the, you know, uh, I'm in the weight room, like my office on the other side of this computer, I'm looking into the weight room every day. And I'm out there whenever I need to be. And like you said, if we're here with teams still whenever, that's the way it goes. Um, again, I definitely tell people that, you know, I real, my real role is coaching more coaches these days than it is athletes. But it's, it's great to still be able to have that, um, you know, to be in there every day and still have that uh, authenticity. Because guys that come out here too, or we've got some people in town this week and they were like, you know, wow, it's not too bad of a place to, to have as an office, right? You know, so it makes it uh, it makes it unique. Not, you know, never a lot. Most days are not never. It's not the it's not the grind of the same day over and over again because of high school strength coaches, college strength coaches, professional strength coaches, 
and then every level that those touch, right, from all the differences in high schools, all the differences in college, all the differences in professionals and sports, um, it definitely is a, is, it shows that why we need someone like this at headquarters to be dedicated to that. Yes. No, 100%, dude. And I can't thank you enough for what you're doing and, and what you're building and how you're helping all of us, Scott. It's, it's noticeable, and it's, it was needed. And it's moving in the right direction. So, again, can't thank you enough for all your work that you do, not just with the events, but just for all of us in general. And uh, I can't thank you enough for the time today, bro. This is great. People are going to love it. It'll be up real soon. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm here to be a resource to every NSCA strength coach that we have. So hopefully people will follow me on social media, reach out to me via email. They have thoughts, ideas. That's what I'm here for. Thanks. Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. And we'll be in touch real soon. All right. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. And a huge thanks to Scott Caulfield for taking the time and sitting with us today. Guys, open, honest, candid sharing, and a look behind the curtain as to what's going on out there in Colorado as the NSCA continues to strive to help us better as coaches. Uh, I can't thank Scott enough for all of his efforts and everything that they're doing to make us better as coaches and drive the profession forward. So, Scott... Thank you for your open, honest, candid sharing, and thank you for everything you do. It is truly appreciated, my friend. And as always, guys, if you enjoyed the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. Again, just trying to get the best information out there to all the great coaches that we possibly can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.